welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Use an idea and get 5,000 bonus points. Let us know if you use one and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. You know, I'm not entirely sure what one would do with these 5,000 bonus points. What do you use them for? I don't know. I just give them away. What you do with them is up to you. <laughs> okay, but like, how would one go about using them? Are we going to create a cryptocurrency of unwritten imaginings points? Yes. <laughs> but redeemable only in in-episode advertisements. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> and then each, each in-episode advertisement costs you 5,000 points, I'm assuming? Yeah. So therefore, you get the shout out. <laughs> I see. I see. Got it. Got it. Okay. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Atheo, writer of ideas that should probably be more than one book, but just shoved all into one book. Hi. I'm Eunice. I, I guess I write things that just never end. So I don't know if there's a book in there. There's probably a book in there, but just not what you've done with it. Yeah, doesn't follow the plot arc that books have. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing. So this week, we're going back to our more usual schedule. So today's going to be one of my ideas. Yay! Again, I've got something a little bit weird. What I've decided on is a sort of modern-ish society. I'm thinking probably 1900s level of technology. That's sort of built on, instead of, instead of building it on fossil fuels, they built it on, I don't know what to call it. It's like a liquid, but it's not really a liquid in the sense that we're used to. Instead, um, people have the ability to control it somehow, like near magic, they, but they like have to make contact with it. Anyway, special liquid that they've been making for years. Uh, technically, anybody can control it, but in reality, there's a huge, like, organization of people just dedicated to making it seem like it's very specific people who are born with the ability to control it and they're very special when in reality they're literally just like carrying on with choosing the children of people who have already been doing it and then just selecting a few others to maintain the charade okay so what does this liquid do i, I don't know i just figured you could like control it like a weird telekinesis but all, only on the liquid Okay, and, like, can you program it to do stuff while you're not there staring at it and willing it to do things? I think no. No, okay. But you have a large amount of control over how much, like, force is behind it, so, like, you could use it to generate a lot of electricity or mechanical force in one place and then have that carried to another, and that's fine. Okay. I'm just trying to think of what, you know, these liquid controllers' day-to-day -day jobs would look like. Um, they are essentially the coal in a coal power plant. <laughs> okay. So they, they work in a power plant and, and run steam generators? Well, not, not like steam generators, but they can just turn the turbine themselves. They don't need to take the steam route. Okay. I mean... That's not a particularly interesting job, so I don't know if anybody's, like, really jealous of these people. Well, I mean, yeah. it's not a particularly interesting job per se, but it's also one 
where since they only need a few of them, they can have it be highly paid, and then they also just make it so that it's not um, like essentially they're powerful enough or they have enough ability to like move this water or liquid or whatever that essentially you only need like one person to a town okay who can do this so as much as it's not like super glamorous they essentially like only sort of do work because while they can't program it they can do it with like not paying a lot of attention to it so essentially these people personally control just huge amounts of of power that get used to make things or whatever okay i can imagine that they might be some kind of you know like energy conglomerate like they own the power companies they run the power companies and they profit from the power companies yeah and uh yeah they keep it among themselves that really anybody with training can do this but they pretend that it's an inherited trait yeah and then also like you don't want to mess with them because you know they can be destructive with that liquid control as well if they want to be exactly and they can turn it into even, like, water cutters. Okay. But really, I was thinking, like, more like the consistency of, like, gelatin, but, like, slightly more liquid. So what... I don't, I don't really have an immediate MC that comes to mind or an immediate conflict that comes to mind. I mean, there's the immediate conflict that comes to mind that is literally just, like... Hey, everybody, turns out these people have been lying to us and anybody can do this. So, you know, just the just the general story of turns out these people in power do not really deserve the power. They're just holding on to it because, you know, I'm not entirely able to figure that one out myself. It's just that they're holding on to the power. I guess whoever was the original person who figured it out and figured out the techniques for uh, manipulating this liquid. We should probably give it some cool sounding name. Just, you know, pass it on to their kids and then never really, like, told the public that, you know, anybody could do it. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking more along the lines of some people, like, had it and then just, like, hoarded it. So instead of it being that... Um, one group of people came up with it and then hoarded it. It's like instead all over the world, some of it appeared and then some people just grabbed onto a bunch of it and then kept it for themselves. And then anytime somebody else tried to get one, they said, no, this is mine because I was born with the ability to manipulate it. And then the other people just like, they're pretty sure that they can also manipulate it. They just also don't have any, so they can't exactly uh, prove that. And then it, it essentially like reinforces a kind of power structure like that, which sounds unrealistic, but it's very real. What sounds unrealistic? The setup that I just described. I mean, people hoarding things and having a monopoly on things is pretty much the standard. So the liquid itself is rare and has to be like found or mined or... Rare-ish. Okay. Well, in that case, in order to democratize this whole thing, I think we need someone to just be able to synthesize it. That sounds like fun. So our MC is some kind of plucky inventor who's going to go up against the the power-generating mafia. 
Mafia. That's what we're calling them now. Okay. Cartel? Uh, well, I mean, they're not... I wasn't imagining them being organized with each other so much as just being organized on the smaller scale. You don't necessarily need to communicate with your neighbor who's hoarding all of it in their area to hoard all of it in your area. You just need to know that they are hoarding it and not giving it to people who might come over and try and mess up your day. Okay. Or are they more like business royalty? So only, you know, the rich kids marry each other who come from these, these families. Well, there's a little bit of that and then a little bit of just choosing random people who aren't involved and then uh, telling them that they're special and, like, uplifting them into the into the class of people who, you know, deals with the stuff. Yeah. Every once in a while, keep from too much inbreeding. Exactly. <laughs> Which I think, actually, that would be kind of funny if, like, they literally forgot that just everybody can do it. Okay, so some of the people actually think that it's an inherited trait. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny because their parents like actually just brainwashed them and never exactly never actually told them the truth <laughs> you know they like they meant to but then you know the dad died in a car accident while he was relatively young and then yeah <laughs> okay surprisingly realistic here <laughs> okay so our our plucky inventor is just kind of messing with i don't know experimental materials maybe stole some of this um liquid because you know <laughs> it's it's interesting you know might as well steal some see what we can do with it puts it in like a special solution and it just duplicates itself yeah he makes some but maybe he thinks that he made a slightly different version that anybody can handle uh not realizing that anybody can handle the original version <laughs> Yeah, there we go. I've got it. It's just ground up rock inside water. Ground up rock? It's just some kind of special rock. It's just ground up inside the water. Okay. And then, I don't know. What do we want to call this material, just so that I don't have to explain it every time? Um, I don't know. What's some mystical liquid that... Ether. Let's call it ether. Okay. That works. Yeah. Not very ethereal, but it is ether. If you're writing it and you use the word ether, never use the word ethereal because that would be very confusing. Yeah. And, you know, ether with an A-E because we, we got to make it 1900. Wouldn't that be ether? <laughs> no. The old English A-E is actually pronounced E. People ah. just don't know that anymore. Okay. So he, he synthesizes some ether. Uh, and he, you know, he doesn't have anyone to train him in how to manipulate it, so it's like, you do need training to get fine control over it. Even if you can train yourself to do that eventually. Yeah, just practice versus practice with a teacher, you know? <laughs> yeah, it just takes longer. Yeah. Um, and then, but honestly, you don't really need practice to make it go in a circle and generate electricity, right? It's it's the finer applications that are hard. Yeah. Like turning it into a water cutter for very precise crafting. So the uh, the establishment, the ether people, I don't know what you want to call them. Um, well, they're more like feudal lords than an establishment, but... The, the etherites, or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> the ethereum. 
the Ethereum. Oh, okay. Very impressive name. Very silly. They are kind of not wanting this to go public, whereas he really wants to publish a paper on it because he's he's an academic type, I guess, or an inventor type who wants the world to share the knowledge. And uh, you know, they they first they try and squash him, and then they try and like marry him off into one of the families. Well, I think they'd try the marrying off first. It's a lot easier. Okay. So throughout throughout the years, probably maybe he's not even the first person to have discovered this. But every time that someone discovers it, they just pretend that they're one of the rare people who uh, spontaneously developed the ability to manipulate ether and then marry them into the family. <laughs> exactly. That's the whole point. Is like you maintain the power structure by if somebody gets lucky enough to find some before they do, you're just like gasp. We found one of the rumored people who come from the common folk and yet have this royal power. Okay. So then, you know, they seduce him with fancy, I don't know, luxuries and a a, a pretty girl. And also literal seduction. <laughs> he has to still see the light of, of what? Of sharing knowledge? I don't know. I wasn't I wasn't planning on having them uh quote unquote see the light. I was just planning on them uh failing a little bit. Failing to what? Um convince them not to make it public. <laughs> so you'd you'd have to put it in a transitionary period. So the world would have to be finding out something new. Because it's very difficult to make social upheaval happen when like every section of of acceptable discourse is controlled by one sort of power structure so maybe there's a transitionary period like somebody's figured out some new technology on the side and everything's going a little bit topsy-turvy and then he just figures out this thing at the at the perfect time and they, they can't convince him to not say anything so our story is the spreading of the knowledge that hey literally anybody can do this okay so I guess it, we'll set it kind of around the time that inventions that run on electricity are exploding, whereas like before, mostly people just used it, you know, for lighting. The um, spreading of and, radio. And uh, yeah, so now there's a bunch of electronic devices that are exploding out onto the market, but quite a limited power supply to run them. And, like, all of the manufacturers are trying to find some way to... Well, except that the power supply is artificially limited. Yeah. It's like diamonds, you know? They're not actually that valuable. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And... Sorry, what, what makes him, like, not want to just, you know, marry the pretty girl and be a, a rich guy, have an easy life? Um, just make him one of the people to whom that isn't much of a... Or or make the person that they're attempting to marry him off to just absolutely horrible. Somebody that you can't stand. Or just make her really boring. She's just, like, pretty. The other, the other way you could yeah. go with that is you make her just, like... What was that? What was that guy's name? Guy? I don't know. I've forgotten. 
you could you could essentially make her um if you really wanted to go like a strange route um you know the story of like the buddha and how that happened no where he was a prince and then he went out into the world and then he was like super sheltered and thought everything was great and then he went out into the world and saw suffering and was like hey this isn't okay yeah so essentially you do you do that thing where she's been so sheltered her entire life that she's you know very nice and like very caring for everybody and then but she doesn't actually see any suffering and then like in the course of being told to go seduce this guy she just sees like what's going on outside the castle and it's like yeah so this castle thing not working out <laughs> gotta fix it okay so sh- she goes on to his side and then tells him the secret i wouldn't necessarily call it like his side because he's just wanting to share the knowledge right but she would be more of the type to like let's actually spread this stuff out so that people can use it because why in the world do people not have this? Okay. So she's very nice. She's she hasn't been told to seduce this guy. She's just like grew up expecting to be like married off to someone and is like, you know, she's nice. She's like, it's fine. I'll you know, I'll just be nice to whoever it is. And then she's been assigned this guy and she's like, interesting. And then she like generally goes out and tries to get to know him. And then in the meantime discovers the horrifying world of not rich people. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, and, you know, she's, like, genuinely, like, listens to, like, what he's talking about when he blathers on in technical terms yep. about uh, the ether. And, uh... And also genuinely horrified by the world of not rich people. And is like, but we can bring a lot of this rich people stuff to, like, everybody. Yeah, she just truly believes that everyone should be as rich as she is. Like, she's just like... This is this should be the standard of living that everyone has. And then she realizes with his technology that everyone can have somewhat of that same standard of living minus the servants. And so she's all for it. And then like discovers that, yeah, like it's true that anybody can manipulate the ether. You know? They find an orphan kid and he can do it. <laughs> Random orphan number three hundred and seventy two. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, yeah, look, anybody, we just, we literally paid this guy a dollar off the street to try it, and it worked. (laughs) Exactly. But, you know, they end up adopting the orphan kid, because, you know, you gotta do that. (laughs) (laughs) They buy the orphanage. Yeah, they they bought the whole orphanage, and, uh, yeah, adopt the kid. I feel like that's more of an epilogue thing than a mid-story thing. Yeah, no, no, it's like happy family. There's also a romance in there, you know? Exactly. The arranged romance turns into an actual romance, but, like, not for the reasons that they wanted it to be arranged. Yep. I mean, that's a, that's a classic romance trope, you know? Where the arranged marriage ends up being a love match. Um. Yeah. <laughs> But I also like that image of, like, it was arranged, but, like, they arranged it for very specific purposes, and those are not the purposes for which the arranged marriage works. Yep, and the people who arranged it are not happy with the result. Exactly. (laughs) We had a great plan. The only problem was that it was doomed to failure from the start. Yeah, they're like, God damn it, we thought that if we sent the dumb one, or the sheltered one, like, she would just, in her ignorance 
you know, not give away the secret. Should have gone with the with the manipulative one. Except that a manipulative one would have failed even worse. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> yeah. That's actually like a really easy conflict to set up too. Because you have, you know, your powerful elites who are chasing you down. But like, they can't kill you because then they might have to kill the family member. And that's looked upon with uh, great disgust. Yeah, not killing your family members is good. Exactly. Except that it, it usually exists to protect the secret, but like... So, after the, the, the girl is on the side of wanting to disseminate this secret, oh, what other things will the Ethereum throw at, at our, our little couple? Well, I figured that they go the like, carrot and stick route, where they're like, hey, if you come back... You get this reward, and then they just keep upping that reward over and over and over. And then the other route is that they're, like, actively chasing them down, like, hiring mercenaries and just, like, saying, uh, but you can't say it was us. Yeah. You just have to try to kill them by doing this robbery on the street. But, like, it's not a robbery. It's it's a murder. You're, you're doing a murder. Okay. However, you know, they actually do have a lot of ability to defend themselves with this ether, so regular assassins aren't going to be very effective if they're properly, you know, ready for it. They sneak lower family members and, like, commoners who they've, uh, quote-unquote, uplifted into the groups. Okay. So then we get some cool magic liquid fight scenes where things are bashing against each other. Pretty much. And, uh, uh, Turns out that the the girl is, like, her specialty her whole life has been, like, really, really fine manipulation of, uh, of the liquid. So it's, like, she does, she's not interested in running a power plant. She, like, does, like, for instance, really fine detail movements, like, almost, like, robotics-level um, manufacturing. Um, and turns out that translates well into combat. <laughs> Well, I would I would make it more like she's a pressurized like a pressure specialist. So like she she's really good at pressurizing like large amounts of it into a really small area. Okay. So when okay, when she goes up against somebody else and they and they're trying to push against each other, she wins. Cuz she generates more. Well, pressure? I mean, that's one way to think about it or you just use the sneaky way of um you stick a really, really high-pressure node of it under somebody's feet, and then uh, let go. Okay, well, she's horrified the first time she accidentally explodes someone. Well, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> gotta stick some trauma in there. <laughs> accidentally exploding someone is pretty high up there on the <laughs> list of trauma. Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta put something in there, might as well go all the way. Okay. Just covered in bits of exploded blood. I mean that's one way to go. I would I would usually think that she would explode it away from herself. So it, instead of her being covered, it's more like a wall in front of her is covered. Okay. Just a giant splatter. Still horrifying, but you know. Uh, but you know. 
They were trying to kill her, so they deserve it, I guess. Exactly. And then, okay, so they fight through all of the carrots and all the sticks. Exactly. Well, they ignore the carrots, fight through the sticks. You don't need to fight the carrots. <laughs> okay, they don't eat the carrots. Exactly. And they fight the sticks. And uh, the world now knows that, you know, anybody can manufacture and control the ether. I think it might be more interesting if, like, basically nobody believes them. And instead it's just, like, this really slow process. Where, like, everybody knows this supposed recipe that works. And then basically nobody believes that it works. And then a bunch of people in their warehouses start building it. And I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. This does, in fact, work. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the electronics manufacturers would try to make it, even if they didn't really believe it would work. That's also true. The benefit far outweighs the cost of, you know, a wasted couple of months. That's somewhat true, but I would also think that those sorts of companies would be under the control of the people who already had the ability to move the stuff. Well, I mean, that's why the setting is like there's an explosion of electronics inventions so that it's to the point that they can't, the Ethereum cannot that's true. Yeah. control everything. So that there's a bunch of like independence popping up. They control nearly everything, but there's some independence. Okay. And, uh, you know, they find some... You're, you know, very bright manufacturer who's a genius at making really cool electric doodads, um, who's desperate to find a power source for his inventions. It's actually just a giant mech. <laughs> giant what? I, I was I was making a joke. I was saying it was actually oh. just a giant mech. I'm not actually serious with that. That would be very silly. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then um is that the end? They're happily ever after. Is they have revolutionized the world and. Uh... You know what? It's on. It's on the path to revolution. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And and nobody managed to kill them. Yes. And they become uh, publicly famous enough that killing them would then look bad. So. <laughs> they become so famous that killing them would be. Inconvenient. Um, and now the Ethereum has to kind of battle on a level playing field of capitalism. Not level. Still, still, still did highly in their favor. I mean, you know, capitalism. If you start with the money, you got the advantage. But it's no longer a monopoly. Now, regular capitalism. <laughs> um, it's still nearly a monopoly. Let's be very honest here. They're getting there. You know, progress is slow. Progress is very slow. And until basically everybody has the magic power, there's not even the beginnings of an attempt at uh, being on the same playing field. But then, you know, our couple starts a school for orphans. <laughs> very strange epilogue. Uh, and, uh, you know, it becomes an academy that also teaches this, uh, liquid manipul- the ether manipulation for anyone who's interested as a, you know, it's a, it's a solid job, you know? High employment prospect. 
at first until everybody gets them and then it's you know it's moderate employment prospects well i mean i i feel like um the the application for just power generation yeah that doesn't take like any fine control or training so like that becomes like the fast food job of teenagers <laughs> equivalent um standing still and turning a turbine for literally hours yeah and then the 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 fine detail stuff like the cooler applications of it is become becomes where the where the training is required and the interesting exactly. stuff in the high employed jobs oh that's cute so so yeah like the kids the kids who are just learning at first they're the ones who are running the power plant <laughs> <laughs> doesn't seem safe <laughs> well i mean it's not like unsafe unless they mess up so i wouldn't i wouldn't give it to like nine-year-olds but like some like acne covered teenager <laughs> that would work absolutely you know, but, and then, like, if that teenager, like, falls asleep or something, there's gonna be a blackout in the city. Yeah, that's why you don't just have one person in the t Yeah. Well, you know, it's just some of the smaller towns are like, why do we gotta have two generators? Uh, just in case. Just in case. In case of what? I don't know, in case one of the people has a heart attack, I guess. Yeah. Okay, I like that. And then is that's the end, I guess. Yeah. It's a short idea. Yeah. How to make capitalism from feudalism. Next Yeah. Time, next time, how to make socialism from capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Joking somewhat. So if you like this idea and would like to redeem five thousand bonus points, write a story and email us. They expire. No, they don't. They don't expire. They don't expire. Use any of the ideas and get 5,000 bonus points. And email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. And I think actually it might be reasonable that instead of costing 5,000 points for, uh, for a uh, plug, we instead make it cost mm -hmm. 2,500. So they write the story and then they get two plugs in different episodes. Okay, I like how you're making this a real thing. I'm this not. I, I'm joking, mostly. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I came to the conclusion that maybe, you know, someone might not decide to listen to every episode because some of them might be boring for them. So instead, we plug everybody twice. Okay. Yeah, I, I think the points are going to become a thing if somebody tries to redeem them. So They're not. They're not, actually. <laughs> but we can pretend like they are. There, there you go. The points aren't actually real, but if you write a story, we're going to pretend like they are for a little while. And plug it twice. Exactly. Okay. Um... <laughs> Thanks for listening to this podcast and the rambling that it involves. Yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Bye!